So hi, welcome to the Good Noise Podcast. I'm Shane. I'm Glory. And we're here with... I'm Justin from the Seafloor Cinema. And we're asking some questions today about their upcoming album, In Cinemascope with Stereophonic Sound. That is a mouthful. Uh, so congrats on that, by the way. How do you feel about the response <laughs> to the announcement so far? It's been pretty freaking dope so far. Am I allowed to cuss on this, by yes. the way? Okay, <laughs> just check it. Um, it's been pretty dope. Uh, the response that we've gotten to all the songs uh, was pretty unexpected with uh, just the amount of support that we're getting. So, yeah, I'm pretty happy. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. Happy to hear that. Uh, so is there any meaning behind the album name or cover art? Um, so the album name was actually uh, the runner-up for our last album. Oh. Uh, we had like a whole... Like me, me and Seth in particular, uh, just think of ridiculous song names or album names and stuff like that. And just I have a list of just maybe 200 uh, different ridiculous names that we could use for different stuff. Mm -hmm. And um, I think that was one of them. Uh, I don't remember who came up with it, but that was just one of them that someone threw out there. Uh, that was just absolutely ridiculous. And that came in second place um right after a metaphor for honesty and as we were doing it we were all like man i <laughs> i like that one a lot and it's absolutely ridiculous and it goes with everything else so let's just use mm -hmm. that so yeah that's that's the thing behind that uh there's no real meaning behind it it's just the most ridiculous thing that we could think of <laughs> all right okay yeah that's fair and the cover art um the cover art was just something that we thought looked cool mm -hmm. uh Damn, I, I don't remember where we found the dude. Uh, I think it was Fiverr, actually. Oh, um, yeah, <laughs> that's we a new one. Yeah. We're like, yeah, just let's find something here. And we found that guy, and it was really the color scheme looked dope, um, mm -hmm. and it was different the, from what most people were doing at the time with uh, like album artwork. And we just wanted something that from a distance you could pick out and say, hey, hey that's that album kind of mm -hmm. thing so okay. yeah that's where that came from Very you cool. definitely achieved it it is one of my favorite yeah. like album covers i think this year so far because it's just it's so visually pleasing just all the colors and just the the art style it's really cool i like it hell yeah thank you mm -hmm. uh so can you tell us a little bit about your writing process for this album um it was just a giant like three month long anxiety attack pretty much <laughs> we had uh we went into the studio with 30 songs written uh, narrowed that down to, I think it was 12. And um, then our producer, Courtney, was like, all right, cool, we're going to restructure all this stuff, rewrite these parts, this part needs to be improved, stuff like that. And so um, pretty much they all started out as uh, instrumentals that everyone uh, worked on, uh, the, just the skeletons of. And mm -hmm. then uh, as we were going through them, uh, each person would write, parts on top of it and he, even like i was writing uh like instrumental electronic stuff separately oh. and you can hear that in a couple of uh the songs that are yet to be released mm -hmm. uh and yeah they weren't initially supposed to be on the album but the producer or someone else grabbed it and was like yeah we're using this song we're putting guitars on top of it and stuff like that and i was like i okay. posted that on my personal soundcloud i don't know how any one of you guys found that so <laughs> yeah yeah it's just stuff like that like stuff that didn't that was wasn't really supposed to be seafloor stuff 
just became seafloor stuff because the people in the band were writing to it kind of thing so yeah that's sick yeah (laughs) Uh, so i want you to tell us your favorite lyric off this record and the meaning behind it Ooh. Mm -hmm. Ooh, there's a lot yeah Uh, shit (laughs) putting you on the spot no um i wrote i write most of the lyrics in like a fever dream and so uh i straight up do not know hold on let me that's fair ask ask me a different question i'm gonna pull up lyric sheets real quick all right well while you're doing that uh how the track list for the album come about did you write the opener be the opener closer be the closer did you just kind of shuffle around and say that that works what was that process like uh pretty much that for the most part it was um like we had all the songs and then we just had to figure out what order we wanted them in and what would be a good opener what would be a good closer what 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 would be good in the middle stuff like that uh we didn't really there was some stuff like i i wrote a couple songs as like album intros that didn't make it uh one actually did make it but we didn't like that as the album intro Mm-hmm. And so we put it somewhere else and, and stuff like that. I also wrote a bunch that were album outros that also didn't make it. And then I think one is in like, is the like second song on the album or something like that. Uh-huh. Oh. So, yeah. Sick. Uh, do you have your lyric yet or should I move on to my next question? Oh, oh I'm scanning. I just pulled it up. Uh, ooh, ooh, ooh. Okay. Um, actually, yeah, my favorite lyric is for... Uh, a song that's already out and it was one that seth actually wrote at, and i i was like that that's perfect we're keeping that uh and our producer courtney said the same thing so um yeah it's on uh crash nebula on ice oh, and man. it's during the bridge uh it says uh gotta take what you salivate gotta put that bitch in the air gotta find the wall got a pbr gotta drink it all till i'm a fucking star hmm. oh, that- bars <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah i was like seth you maniac that is perfect i love it <laughs> so yeah that's that's probably my my like peak lyrical genius up there and that wasn't even me so all right yeah. good job seth <laughs> so what song off of this album took the longest to write and which one is your personal favorite Ooh, um I think my personal favorite would be a song that's not out yet called um, Night Jammer. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was that was interesting because I've never done this before. I wrote, someone sent me like a MIDI file and was like, eh, I don't know what to do with this. And I was at my girlfriend's house and I actually wrote the entire thing in my head. Oh. Which I've never done before. I was like just thinking about it. I'm like, all right, I know exactly where I'm going with this. And then I went home and that night just like knocked out the entire thing and yeah that was my favorite so yeah and then what what was you that was a two-part question what was the other part which song took the longest to write Ooh, um probably i'm scrolling through my track list now uh got some studying to do before tour (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah yeah, when you write all of them in a weird uh, anxiety attack, you just forget about a lot of stuff. Um, probably, honestly, Tap Taply, mm-hmm. just because we had a bunch of time to work on it. Uh, all the other songs were like, all right, you got to do it right now. We record in like two weeks. And so everything, 
that needs to be rewritten, everything that needs to be written in general just needs to be done in two weeks. And so it was pretty much just like throw something on the, so the first thing that comes into your head mm-hmm. and that's what's sticking. Um, but Tap Tapley was actually the one that uh, we recorded with a different producer. We recorded that with Drew Owens. Um, and so we did that song and find yourself back to back with him. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we just had a bunch of time to work on that. I think it was like four months total God to damn. do both of those wow. songs. Yeah. Something like that. And that was, that was kind of also just a turning point with more um, kind of synth based stuff. And so um, like me and Drew, especially we're going back and forth on um, synth programming and like different weird effects and stuff like that. Mm. So yeah, there's, there was a lot more to work on in, in those aspects. Mm-hmm. So what was the writing process for this album? Like you had a couple of weeks and that was it. Like, and you were like heading in the studio and like down to the wire on it. Pretty much. Yeah. We, okay. um, I mean, we went in with 30 songs that were like for the most part there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I think like the month leading up to it, I wrote 10 songs and, uh, like uh, vocally, I mean, mm-hmm. not, not mm-hmm. like all the way through. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> no, that'd be, that'd be real intense. Uh, yeah, so basically, um, we had a bunch of time to work on it beforehand and I was just banging out songs back like over and over and over and over again. And then, uh, when it really came down to it is when, uh, we started going in for production stuff Mm -hmm. and the producer Courtney was, uh, restructuring songs and telling us, uh, like, all right, rewrite this section. I like where you're going with this, but maybe change this aspect of it. Or we were tra- changing around guitar parts and that made vocals not work. And so I had to rewrite vocals and stuff like that. And yeah. so that's that's where that became intensive. All right. Interesting. Um, so where was your headspace at while you were writing this album? I know you've said just one long anxiety attack. <laughs> um. Yeah, it, there was just a bunch of stressful stuff happening. It was like right at the start of COVID and stuff like that. And so... Mm-hmm we were having to deal with um, like where to stay stuff like Airbnb canceled on us. Uh, and so we had to figure out a place to stay for the entire month in LA while also not having a place to stay. Oh, um, so there was that, that stress, there was riding stress. Uh, no one was getting very good sleep, just stuff like that. Like what we could and couldn't do in uh, LA during the height of COVID stuff mm-hmm. like that. All right. Wow. Yeah, that is definitely one big anxiety attack. Just so many <laughs> yeah. things going wrong and you can't control anything. So you're just kind of like letting it happen. Yeah. Yeah. And we're just away from our, our homes and just like, yeah. all right, we we got to do this. We're fully committed. So like there's no other alternative. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. God. Wow. <laughs> so it was, it was you... a good time, though. I, I don't mean to just say a bunch of bad things. It was a great time. <laughs> Uh, looking at it in hindsight, but at the time it was very stressful. It's right. horrible. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. Uh, so, how do you recommend your fans to listen to this record for the first time? Should they put it on with some headphones in the dark? Should they play it in the car with friends? Should they blast it at a party? What do you personally recommend? Just playing it in general. <laughs> um, I don't know. Uh, there's a lot of very like ear candy y stuff with this album and so like a nice set of headphones would be dope but i i don't do that ever with albums unless it's like 
you bring me the horizon track or something like that uh mm-hmm. something where i know it's like okay this is there's gonna be a lot of stuff happening yeah um honestly just play it in your car play it where you're comfortable kind of uh-huh. thing you you just vibe out with it um, that's good so this question should be super super quick off the top of your head i want you to describe this album for new listeners in three words no more no less pop accessible c4 okay Ooh, that was good <laughs> Go. It was really good. <laughs> yeah, there's it still sticks with uh like everything that we've done, um, but it's just a lot more poppy and accessible and a lot more kind of all over the place, uh branching out into different areas mm-hmm. that we haven't done before. Definitely. Uh, so is there a certain feeling or emotion you want this album to invoke in your listeners? Um, there's not one in particular. Uh the entire album kind of goes all over the place from happy mm-hmm. to sad to um nostalgic stuff like that. Um and so it's more so just like a story and a, a variety of emotions that come about. Um yeah, we we really for the most part just want people to feel inspired by this. So right. yeah, if that's if that's one then yeah. it can be that. I like that answer. Uh, so what band or artist influence you think you can hear the most on this album, if any? Ooh. Um, probably, honestly, um, for me, probably like Bring Me the Horizon, like uh, new stuff in particular. Um, that's where we were getting a lot of sort of electronic elements. And that was also, um, I think they had just dropped a couple tracks like while we were in the studio and me and the producer were going back and forth on like different parts. We're like, yeah, that's dope. All right. Mm-hmm. And so, so I was really just listening to a lot of that kind of stuff. Okay. Solid. That's good a good pick. pick. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so what was your favorite memory that you made while creating this record? I hope it wasn't being stranded in LA. That sounds not pleasant. No, that, was, that was great. Um, just hanging out with the dudes and stuff uh like even beforehand we would come over uh to my house and just work on demos uh like every week and um like we would just listen to songs vibe hang out stuff like that uh and then just being in la going on hikes and stuff like that like we would do Mm -hmm. um six days on one day off usually usually we'd have like a sunday off sometimes a saturday if we were doing good on time and so uh yeah we would go out just hang out we tried to hike up to the Hollywood sign, um, ended up uh, like almost getting tickets for parking illegally, but uh, oh. then uh, wiggled our way out of that. But nice. <laughs> yeah, um, stuff like that. Just like weird memories that uh, you wouldn't have uh, otherwise. How'd you wiggle your way out of the illegal parking ticket? Oh, <laughs> we, uh, I parked my truck in front of, I have, I have a very large uh, truck with like, uh, a tent and stuff on the top mm-hmm. and so i parked like in front of the sign that says do not park <laughs> and then tim parked in front of me and uh basically we were like a quarter quarter mile the way up and we saw the parking enforcement guy go over and we'll oh hold on hold on that's not going to be good and we ran over like ran all the way back down the hill and it was I was like, Hey, just is it cool to park here? I don't know. I didn't see any signs. And he's like, Yeah, the sign's right there. And I was like, Oh, whoops, I didn't see that. Where should I park instead? And then he told me uh somewhere else. And I was like, Yeah, no, that's like four miles down this hill. I'm not doing that. And yeah. so we just drove away. <laughs> but, wow. Yeah. <laughs> at least right. you tried. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like 
So the best excuse I can uh, get away with without being ridiculous, uh, and he didn't give me a ticket, so that that works. You there you go. Out. Worked. Yeah. Um, so picture this: you're on tour, you're at a gas station for a rest stop. What is your snack of choice? Oh, uh, what's the best thing Loves has? Um, their hot dogs are pretty freaking fire. I'll be honest. Um, don't normally trust a gas station hot dog, but yeah, Loves is pretty good. Uh, that or like trail mix, honestly. Ooh. Um, Okay. Are you the type of person who like picks out the M and M's from the trail mix? Uh, <laughs> I, I do, mm-hmm. but to put them in a different pile because I'm lactose intolerant and I can't okay. eat chocolate. <laughs> so okay. that benefits everyone else. I just eat the bad parts of the the trail mix. That's fair. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So on the topic of food, if the band was a dish, what dish would the band be? Ooh. Spicy potato soft taco from Taco Bell. Ooh. Uh, okay. It's very that, good. With that makes sense, sauce. yes. Oh. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Um, so for the last couple of questions, we're going to shift away from music. So if you could be one animal for the rest of your life, what animal would you be and why? Ooh. A panda. Okay. Pandas are dope. They're cute, fluffy, and they just get really high all the time. Yeah. Hell yeah. All that bamboo. Yeah. <laughs> what, is, what is it they get high off of? Is it like eucalyptus or something? Or is that no? That's koalas. No, that's koalas. Yeah. You want to be a koala? Maybe I'm so. thinking of koalas. Maybe I want to be a koala. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds, e- either yeah. one's dope. They're both in danger. Which, whichever one gets high, really, really high. Yeah. Which, <laughs> whichever <laughs> whichever one vibes out the most. That one. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Perfect. Uh, so, if you could have lunch with any celebrity or artist, dead or alive, who would it be? Ooh, that's a good question. Thank you. Um, probably, honestly, this is, this is a little little out of left field. Uh, I think Riff Raff would be a hilarious mm. time to hang mm. out with. Right. Or like, uh, ooh, do you guys know who Stephen Wright is? It sounds really familiar. Oh, uh, he's very like, deadpan sense of humor uh he just does a bunch of like one-liners back to back with mm-hmm. no sense of direction yeah uh yeah if you if you listen to his stuff it's hilarious i feel like he would have some weird takes on some stuff all right perfect yeah. <laughs> it'd be uh, a fun lunch so for this last question boom you're on a desert island you can bring one movie one person and one album who and what are you bringing Ooh. um one movie, one person, and one album. Um, one movie would be. Oh, I I thought of this recently too. I'm very bad at on the spot answers. It's all good. Um, okay. Fuck, I don't like a lot of movies. Uh, probably, honestly, Desert Island. Uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. Whatever, whatever the Desert Island one was. Mm-hmm. I feel like that might help me a little bit. Give me a little sense of humor. Is that the one where he's stuck on the island with all the the rum and yes. then the girl? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a good. That's a good one. Um, that one. Uh, what else? Album. Honestly, anything from uh, I don't I don't know their album names, but uh, do you guys know the band Your Neighbors? No. Again, sounds familiar. 
they're I've, I've been showing them to everyone i know and everyone's like this is the best thing i've ever heard in my life literally anything by them i'm chill with uh their newest album's dope i don't remember the name of it but uh literally every song is an absolute banger so i'd choose that one mm-hmm. um and then one person i'd probably choose my friend uh john because he is a farmer and he's probably the most resourceful person that i've ever met in my life all right um yeah he literally will just make anything out of anything and i'm like hey hey john do this and he's like i i got you and then we'll just walk away and then like create like i don't know what was the i can't think of the uh, the weirdest thing he's ever made just like out of nothing before but uh he's definitely made some some interesting stuff out of literally nothing so yeah and that would be very good to have on a desert island oh yeah uh, so as i said that's all the questions we have today is there anything that you would like to plug just listen listen to the album and uh yeah thanks everyone for your support and thank you guys for having me on and yeah i hope you guys are having a good as good a time as i am oh yeah uh well thank sure. you for snath us has been justin from the seafloor cinema and we have been the good noise podcast <laughs>